Okay, um, you have seen the, the skit they've been showing, you know, the harvest time. Harvest time. You know, how they acted. We see we have a lot of excuses, don't we? These kids, they do have excuses too to get out of bed and go to school. It's sick, it's raining outside, it's cold, my leg is sore, you know, having a bad hair day, my nail will break, you know, things like this. But when it comes to God, how are we looking at that? Are we looking at that in a, um, you know, what am I doing for the Lord? I want to bring that to us this morning. You know, even though that's good, it, you know, it, it's speaking a, a, a great meaning in that. And I believe it's, it's encouraging us. It's encouraging us. And, um, you know, I take that, even though there's a lot of excuses to make, but are we doing excuses also? You know, when it comes to the things of God. We know the harvest is ripe. The harvest is ready. But there are few, you know. There are no workers. They're all cold. They don't have any clothes to wear. They're feeling sleepy. You know, these are the excuses that we make in this world. I believe there are other excuses that we make. I don't have a ride. Who do I talk to? I don't have any friends. I'm not good. I'm not a leader. I'm not as good as that person is. I want us to turn. Please turn, everybody, turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 9. Uh, before I, while you are looking at your verses, I left my Bible at the back <laughs> Sorry. Okay, Matthew chapter Matthew chapter nine, verses thirty five to thirty eight. If you got it, yell out, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 to 38. It reads, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowd, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. I know we've been going through the study of Ephesians, how we've been encouraged, you know, as a church. What do you need to do, you know, as a Christian? But this one today, I just want to, you know, going to begin with focusing on, on our motivation for sharing Christ with others. We'll look at this message and, you know, we'll, 
let's think of this question. What am I doing? What am I doing for the kingdom of God? How am I be, uh, being effective for the kingdom of God? Am I ready for the kingdom of God? Am I ready for the harvest? Ask that question to you this morning. Are you ready for the harvest? Regarding motivation, if we want to be effective channels for the good news, we need to ask God to give us a heart that Jesus had for lost people. If we look at this passage in, verses, um, in verse 38 in Matthew, you know, God felt compassion for these people, for the lost. Seeing the people, he felt compassion on them because they were distressed and dispirited, like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus goes on to say what the harvest is, that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. The disciples should pray for the Lord to send workers into the harvest. You know, in verse 35, you know, this morning I want to say we need to see as Jesus saw and feel as Jesus felt. So we'll do as Jesus did. And I want to bring that to us this morning. We need to see as Jesus saw. We need to feel how Jesus felt so that we will do as Jesus did. In verses 30, um, 35, it gives us a summary of Jesus' ministry while he was in walking in the villages. He was going through the villages. He was healing um, diseases. He was teaching. He was proclaiming the gospel. Healing every kind of diseases and sickness. Then in verses 36 to 38, it's a report of a specific event on one of those occasions when Jesus saw the crowds. Perhaps they were coming towards him. We don't know. Perhaps they were walking in a group. But the first lesson we, we see in this, we need to see as Jesus saw. Are we seeing people around us? Are we seeing the need around us? Are we seeing that, you know, there are things that need to be done? Are we seeing that? Are we seeing that in our, only in our human eyes or are we seeing that in a perspective of God? Jesus saw compassion. We know in those times the disciples were saying, Lord, Jesus, send them away. We don't have any food. We can't feed them. This is how the disciples seeing these people coming through. But Jesus felt compassion for them. He looked at them in a different way. He looked at them and felt something. It's the same with us today. How are we feeling? Are we seeing the needs around us? We look at the story of the, um, of the Good Samaritan, where the preachers walked through, saw the injured man on the ground, and the other one just walked past, couldn't help him. Are we like that? But the Samaritan man gave everything that he had just to help that need because he saw the need. And don't tell me that if that was you, when you got on the other side and you will say, oh, I should have done that. 
Brother, sister, I tell you, it's too late. This is a time, this is the hour that we need to do things for God. That we need to see the need. That we need to see what Jesus saw. He saw, you know, the need of those people. They were lost. They needed help. They were like sheep that didn't have any shepherds. Are we like that? I tell you the truth. We've been fed a lot. I speak that on my own self. Been doing studies. Been going to seminars. Been doing kids church. But there are some things that I lack. What about you? Are we lacking in something? Is there a need that you need? That you see that it needs to be dealt with. Jesus saw the need of those people. He felt compassion for them. Jesus saw the great need of lost people. You know, maybe if you look around here and thought, oh yeah, I'll see this person after church. And then after church comes, you missed it. That person's gone home. And then you think to yourself, I should have seen that person. You know, sometimes we're, we procrastinate too much. I'm talking on myself also. You know, leaving things and by the time you do it, it's already been gone. We need to see the need. We need to open our eyes. We need to, you know, to have that heart of Jesus Christ and say, that person is in need. I have been saved to save somebody else. Amen? Amen. The second picture I want us to check is, to see is, Jesus. Jesus saw the great need. He spoke about it. He felt compassion for them. You know, maybe sometimes in our lives that, that we're just walking over needs and, you know, we miss things. Ask God. You know, the Holy Spirit is always with us. Jesus saw lost people as distressed. This means troubled, vexed. It, it, it points to the load of problems that people apart from Christ bear. Do you ever look carefully into people's eyes, people's faces, and see, you know, how they are? Do you see when you look in their eyes that there's something wrong? If you do, you'll see a lot of distress, troubled people. Jesus saw lost people as lost, but he felt compassion for them. These sheep, he looked at them like sheep without shepherd. Is that us? We are the shepherds. There are sheep out there that need shepherds. So how are we going to do that? Jesus said, the harvest is ready. The harvest is ripe. I need workers. Who is going to stand up and say, I will do, I will go? Amen, Brother Perry. Amen. Jesus saw lost people as sheep without a shepherd. For us this morning, Jesus 
saw the great need in those days of the people. Are we seeing the great need today? We see the things happening around this world, chaos, fighting, you know, all bad things, even with our children. Things that are happening with our children these days, they are not nice things. There are some children that, that we work with, that we see that, you know, we have friends with their moms, we, have friend, we are friends with their families, that we know that they are really lost. So who's going to help them out? Jesus is encouraging us this morning. We are the harvesters. Jesus saved you. Jesus didn't save you for anything else. He saved you so you can save others. He loved you because he wanted you to love those around you. His spirit is here. It's within us. It's within you. Philippians say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If we lack strength, who do we look up to? We look up to Jesus Christ. If we lack love, who do we look up to? Look to Jesus. If you've been um, persecuted, if you've been, you know, talked about, don't worry about those things because Jesus went through all those things before you did. You know, I say that we are blessed in Australia. The things that we, we see, you know, the persecutions that the disciples faced in those days, even around the world, China and, you know, trying to hide away and just, you know, hungry for the word of God, hungry for God. Hear us in Australia. We've been blessed. We don't have to run away from the faith. Why? Because God has blessed us. God has blessed you. God has placed you in this place so that you can be a blessing to others. Don't think I'm right all the time. Oh, no. There are sometimes fear comes in. But who, 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 who overcame all those things? Jesus did. He did that for us. You know, sometimes we, oh, what are you going to say? <laughs> he might not be my friend. He might not talk to me tomorrow. Or, you know, those are the things that come in. It comes to me. But don't be afraid. We need to get up. We need to persevere. Why? Because Jesus said, get up. I'm with you. Don't worry about yourself. Love those around you. Show them why, because I'm the one in you. If they see you, they see me. Remember when he said, when one person asked, Jesus, when did you come? When that person asked for bread, you gave the bread. That was me. When that person needed water, asking for water, that was me. When that person needed clothes, needed a shelter, that was me. God puts us through trials. But don't worry. Look at the end product. Look at the end reward. Do not be afraid of those who kill the flesh but cannot kill the soul. Why? Because Jesus is there. He holds our, he holds our body. He holds our spirit. He holds our soul. Are you ready? Are you ready when Jesus says, your time is up, my son? Come. Are we ready? So if we look back and think, okay, 
What have I done? What have I done when I left this world? If you look at us today, if you're ready to pass on from this life and go to the next life, what are you leaving behind? Are you that person that people will say, he led me to Christ. He's the one that I'm alive today. He's the one that I'm saved today. He's the one that brought me out. But we, we know it's not us, it's Jesus Christ, amen. But we must have a heart. We must have a heart like Jesus did. We must see like how Jesus saw. We must feel how Jesus felt in those days for those people. He saw them just far away. Hey, these people need help. Don't think that we live in a country that is blessed that we don't need help. We need help. There are a lot of people out there that need help. You know, sometimes I go throughout and I see homeless people. I mean, they act they're homeless, but I say they're not. They're children of God that just took the wrong way. You know, you see all these people walking around and you say, man, I feel sorry for him. Look at him. People need love. They need people that love. They need people that are compassionate about, you know, about them. They need people to listen to them. They need people to, to help them. Some people will ask for much, but at least you've done your part. You don't do it for yourself. You do it for the glory of God. That God will be seen. That his work will be seen. You know, not only one person will be, will be saved, but a lot of lives will be touched after that. If people see the changes, the changes in, um, in, in other people's lives, they will ask, Okay, where is this coming from? I need that. I want a part of that. But it's not us doing the work. Remember that Jesus is doing the work in you. The harvest is ready. The harvest is ready. But the laborers are few. We see all the excuses they made up here this morning. How cute. You know, we'll say it's cute, right? They are cute. <laughs> but we have our own excuses. What's your excuse stopping you to do the things of God? Is it because you're sick? Is it because you don't have a ride? Hey, Jerusalem is here. You don't have to go to the ends of the world. You don't have to go to Judea, to Jerusalem for you to preach the gospel of God. The harvest is here. The field is here. It's in Griffith. It's next to you. It's in your workplace. It's at school. Wherever you go. Yep, that's where the field is. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus saw also the great need for workers. For the harvest. We see that in verse, verse 39. It says, Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Are we in that category? 
Are we in the category of workers? I am. What about you? Raise your hand up. Are you in that category of in of the of the what? Of the workers? I am. And we are all in it. Okay? It's not only the pastor's job. You don't need to be a great leader to witness to those around you. You just need to be who you are, who God has created you to be. He has created you uniquely. You have your own gift. You have your own talents. You have your own blessings. You just have to bring it out to the open and say, Lord, here I am. Use me. I am your vessel. Be willing to be used by God. Try not to stop, you know, and say, Lord, God knows all the excuses that we go through. Even before you're going to make one, he already knows. Okay, so get out of it. Get up and do the will of God. You know? Hallelujah. He's looking for workers. But he's looking a heart that is willing. Not because you're a prime minister, you're a good teacher, you're a better doctor than everybody else. No. Sorry, brother. Sorry, sister. You need to be humbled and be willing to be served, to serve God. Hallelujah. Jesus' viewpoint is that of a farmer who has a great crop ready for harvest, but he doesn't have enough preppers. You know, that's an interesting picture for us, looking at the harvest. I don't know who's farmers in here. Any farmers? Trev? Is it good when you come and your harvest is ready to harvest? You know, you just don't get the benefit out of it, but, you know, something you've done with your hands and something you've done with all your heart, with all your might, with all your strength, you know, it's coming to prosper. And you're seeing this thing, yes. These, you know, I'm going to get the benefit out of this. Same thing with the kingdom of God. We don't just see people that are going to be saved, but you will see lives will be changed. A community will be changed. A nation will be changed because of the seed that you have planted. You know, my prayer is for my children to, when they grow up, they're warriors for Christ. I believe every parent in here, you know, speak over those things. Speak those things over your children. And declare that to the devil and said, my children are for God. My children will do the, you know, do the things of God. My children will go out there and reap nations to come to the kingdom of God. That's how our heart should be. I know every parent in here, you know, every brother, every sister in here, that's their, you know, that's their heart. And it's a joy. It's always a joy to see. Your family, your children come to Christ. How would our father feel? How would he feel seeing his children going out there, helping other children to come into his kingdom? You know, that's a great party in heaven with our father and our brothers and sisters. Seeing us going out there and just win, win, bring those people to his kingdom. The challenge for us today. What are we going to do? 
did these children speak into your lives this morning? I believe they've got a message for us. Regardless of where you are and regardless of who you are, remember, you are a precious gift from God. And those around you, those you work with, they're also precious in the eyes of God. Some may know Christ, some may not. But you are the light. You are the light of the whole world. You are a city that is built on a hill that cannot be hidden. That is us this morning. We need Christ. How can we become more sensitive to the needs of others? What practical things can we do to grow in this way? How do we show compassion to needy people without creating an unhealthy situation where they become dependent on us? What guidelines apply here? Often lost people seem to be fairly together. How can we make an opening for the gospel with people who don't seem to sense their need for it? How can a Christian know whether God is calling him or her into ministry? Are we seeing that? Are we hearing that? How can I be used? How can you be used for the kingdom of God? Do we know our calling? Do you know what God wants to do for you? If you're not sure, pray to the God of the harvest. He will help you. He will declare it in front of you. He will just open doors and say, this is what I want you, my child. What is our motive for getting involved in the harvest? Our motive is the great love of our Savior who came to this sinful world, who saw the great need of lost people, who felt compassion for them, and who served them with the good news of salvation. If you have experienced that salvation, then you're one of his workers in his harvest. He wants you to see as he saw, to feel as he felt, and to do as he did. Love lost people for Jesus' sake. Are we going to do that? Are we going to go out there and love those that are unloved? For Jesus' sake. Not for your sake, but for Jesus' sake. There is a great reward out there that is waiting for us. And I'm looking forward to that. But I'm not there yet. And we're not all there yet. We still have work to do. Wake up. The harvest is ripe. The harvest is ready. It's waiting for us. It's waiting for us. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And Hamish's verse says, with God, all thing is possible. With God, all thing is possible. 